We'll say Kutuvach. We are continuing today. <coughs> Excuse me, Meseches Moed Cotton, Perak Aleph Mishnayis Hey through Vav Chapter One Mishnayis Five through Six. So Mishnah says as follows: Rabbi Meir Omer Meir says Roenes Hanegoim Betchil Lahakev Alol Lahachmir. Rabbi Meir says that on Chalamaid, a coin is permitted to go ahead and examine Saras. Remember again, Saras we loosely translated as leprosy, but whereas leprosy is an actual physical ailment, Saras is more of a physical manifestation of a spiritual illness. But nevertheless, in order for a person to have his Saras examined, he has to go to a coin. Coin is the only person who's qualified to be able to rule on Saras. So Rabbi Meir says like this on Chalamaid. You can go to the Kohen to have your nega, to have your affliction examined. However, the Kohen only rules on it if your Tzara'as is not problematic. If your Tzara'as is problematic, the Kohen instructs the individual to come back after Yamtiv. Now, interesting, what's the reason behind this? Because Chalamayit is Yamtiv, and on Yamtiv one is obligated in Simcha to rejoice, and therefore the Mishnah says anything that is going to diminish from one's Simcha, one should not do on Chalamayit. So Rebimeir says, if the coin could paskin, that the Tsaras is not problematic, he could paskin, but if he sees that it's problematic, he tells the petitioner to come back after, after Yamtiv. The Chum, the Chum disagree, they say, no, we just don't look at Tsaras, on Yamtiv at all. We just leave the whole thing alone and any Tsara'as Shilas wait until after Yamtiv. The Odam Rabbi said, furthermore, Malakit Adam Atzmos Rameer says a person is permitted to collect his parents' bones. Now, here's what's interesting. There's a concept called Likot Atzamos. Very often what would happen is when a person passed away where they were placed in burial caves, when the body decomposed, the bones would then be collected and be, would be reburied in a family plot. That process of recollecting the bones is called in halach of likut atzamos, literally collection of bones. So Rameer says you're allowed to do likut atzamos on chalamaid. Why? Because it's a simcha. Why is it a simcha? Because putting one's, you know, putting one's parents' remains in a family plot you know, represents bringing them to a final resting place. Rabbi Meir says there's a simcha. No, not a typical simcha in terms of a joy, but a sense of contentment. Rabbi Yossi says no. Evil hulo. In fact, the act of likotat samos is in and of itself a form of mourning and therefore cannot be done on chalamite. Interesting, if the halacha follows Rabbi Yossi, we, do, we would not do likotat samos. We would not go ahead and gather remains on Yamtib, and in fact, the halacha is that if a person is reinterring remains, a person is, let's say, burying, you know, the bones of a, of a parent or family members in a family plot, in fact, the day that they go ahead and bury the remains, they actually have to observe mourning practices, like a person who's in Shiva, for a, for, for a short amount of time. So, Allah so therefore, we will not do likot atzamas on chalamayid. Lo yasbidenu Now, taking this even a step further, the Mishnah says there are certain things you shouldn't even do before yamtiv because they will engender mourning on yamtiv. So, for example, the Mishnah says, a person... Lo yorer, lo yorer. Interesting. They used to they used to have people whose job it was to be maorer bechi. You know, like professional eulogizers or professional criers, professional you know maspidim, and their job was to go ahead and get people feeling the loss. See, you can't go ahead and hire such a person like that thirty days before yamdiv. 
because the concern is that the grief will spill over into Yamtiv and erode the Simcha of Yamtiv. So the Mishnah says, One should also go ahead and not hire someone to deliver a eulogy. That's just a whole interesting discussion in general about his spadim, about eulogies. Within within thirty days, but here the Bartunura says lo yiskar sapton almeso. A person should not hire a professional eulogizer within thirty days of yomtiv. Beautiful. That is Mishnah. We now move on to Mishnah Vav. Ein chofrin kuchin ukvaras b'moed. We do not go ahead and dig new underground burial uh, burial plots, graves. Nor do we go ahead and that's that's kuf kuchin. And Kvaris. So interesting, Kvaris in this context, interestingly enough, the Bartunur explains that Kuchin is an underground burial cave, and a kever in this context is an above ground burial chamber. So you can't go ahead and dig or construct underground burial caves or above ground structures on Chalamaid. Because remember, again, jumping back now, this is Tircha Yesera. This requires an incredible amount of effort. Therefore, we wouldn't do it on Chalamayid. However, what can we do? We could adjust. So in other words, the Baratunur says, You could adjust the size. So if the burial, you know, if the burial, let's say the, let's say the grave was there already, it was too long, you can make it shorter. You could adjust it, widen it, shorten it, whatever you need to do. Furthermore, again, you could create Nivreches, the Bartonur says a shalkovsin. It's a laundry pond. They would go ahead and have a body of water to do laundry. So you can go ahead and create one on Chalamaid. And ultimately, again, the reason is, the reason is because one may need to do laundry for clothing they're going to wear in Chalamaid. And apparently the act of creating this pond is not such a big tircha. It's not so much effort. Furthermore, you could also go ahead and make a coffin as long as the mace is there with the coffin. In other words, meaning what? You can make a coffin in the same courtyard where, where the corpse, where the deceased is, because this way everyone knows that you're making the coffin for this particular corpse, for this particular person who passed away, as opposed to just stam making a coffin for later on. So the, the presence of the deceased indicates that we need the coffin now. Rabbi Huda also, Rabbi, Rabbi Huda says, you're not allowed to do so. Interestingly enough, Rabbi Huda says, you cannot make the coffin ultimately unless, of course, the boards were prepared before Yom Tov. In other words, so what Rabbi Huda comes to is he limits a little bit because he says, you know, if you have to start chopping down wood and making boards and then making a coffin out of that, that's Tircha Yisera, that's too much effort. That's too much effort. But if the boards are already prepared, then the act of taking the boards and constructing together the coffin, that would be permitted on Chalamayim. Okay, Hebra, we will stop over here for today. Wishing everyone a good Tavach, Yashikayach. Looking forward to another week of beautiful learning.